0: all right all right and welcome back to real talk sports with rico i will be your host today i just quickly want to go ahead and thank anchor for being our platform i want to thank our sponsors out there who have put sponsorship on the show and thank our fans out there who have actually helped to drive content to the show and today's show um, essentially we are talking about week number 10 in the nfl we usually go over a recap here of the games. And so that is just what we are going to do. A lot of exciting shows here throughout the week. And we'll talk about that uh, towards the back half of the show but let's jump into our topic here and that is week 10 of the nfl season let's go over the slate of games here so here we go starting with the indianapolis Colts versus the tennessee titans this took place on thursday night here to open up the week uh, derrick henry runs for 103 yards here but still not enough here as the texans have slid down now to six and three how about the indianapolis Colts here putting up 34 points here at tennessee a good game here from Phillip Rivers, who had 308 and a touchdown. But the bigger story here had to be Naheem Hines, the running back, had 12 rushes, 70 yards. He had a touchdown there on the ground. He also had a touchdown receiving, and he was 5 of 45 there. And then also to the rookie, Michael Pittman Jr., 7 receptions, 101 yards there. So those were a couple Big time players there for the Indianapolis Colts here, which helped them get an upset win here. So quietly, the Indianapolis Colts are first here in the AFC South with the Tennessee Titans second there. So uh, a good win here for the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night. And as we pursue here and look through the weeks of games here or the week full of games, our next game up here had to be the Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. This was probably one of the more bizarre games of the afternoon here on Sunday. Just given that the weather conditions were completely terrible, they actually had to delay the game about 35 minutes before they got to the start and they eventually took off. But once they did here, uh, Cleveland went ahead and took care of business, winning 10 to seven here. The big story here was Nick Chubbs coming off the injured reserve list for the Cleveland Browns. He had 19 rushes, 126 yards, he had a touchdown, there and he could have had another touchdown before he stepped out of bounds there to uh or stay in bounds actually to let the clock run down here and let the browns seal it um so taking care of business there and actually kareem hunt had a good running day as well 19 rushes 104 uh, no touchdowns there when you look on the flip side of things Deshaun jackson Really struggled in this one. He only had 163 yards and a touchdown. Duke Johnson, a lot was made of him coming in here for David Johnson, who had uh, recently been put here on the IR. He only had 14 rushes for 54 yards. And pretty much that was the story of the game here is the tough weather conditions actually, I think, hindered the Texans as they fall to 2-7. and The Cleveland Browns now 6-3, and hanging tough there in the AFC North as they are third next up you have the detroit lions versus the washington football team probably the story of the day here had to be alex smith in his first official start here uh had a terrific day actually threw for uh 390 yards so he almost threw for 400 yards And then um, also two in the stats here, he had zero touchdowns, zero IMTs, only two sacks here. So, and he had a 89.2 rating, which is very good here. I think he's definitely in line for probably comeback player of the year you look at antonio gibson here for the washington football team probably had one of his best days 13 rushes 45 yards and two touchdowns there um so taking care of business here i think he's starting to get his ground starting to learn what it is to be an nfl running back but uh the washington football team comes up short uh, due to Matthew Stafford's 276 and three touchdowns on his end. And uh, DeAndre Swift, the rookie running back here out of Georgia, is starting to play very good for Detroit. 16 rushes, 81 yards. Starting to really put his stamp here on the Detroit backfield. And the Lions go to 4-5 and five in the NFC North. And the Washington football team goes to 2-7 and seven and 3rd in the NFC East. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this one, the Green Bay Packers take care of business late on a scramble from Aaron Rodgers to get the go-ahead score here uh, to give them a 24 to 20 advantage. They moved to seven and two in this one. Jacksonville now falls to one and eight here. Um, not a whole bunch going on in this one. Um, you know, it it was one of those things where it was a sluggish football game for the most part, Jake Luton. Here the rookie comes in, 169, one touchdown and one INT there. James Robinson continues to do well here. The undrafted rookie running back, 23 rushes, 109. I think he's officially like either the sixth or fourth score in fantasy football. So really getting things done there. Um, Quiet game from Aaron Jones on the other side of the football for Green Bay. 13 rushes, 46 yards there. You know, he's coming off the calf strain. Um, A, A, A. Big, big game there for um, Devontae Adams as he was able to get eight receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. And um, also, too, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scattling, uh, four receptions, 149, and a touchdown. Um, if you know him, he's definitely a big play threat. He was able to take care of business here and help Green Bay secure the win Is there 7 and two first in the NFC North, and Jacksonville falls to 4. Fourth in the AFC South. Next up, we have the New York Giants versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Probably, I think, one of my shockers of the day. I expected the Eagles to come in here and take care of business, but quietly the Giants have put together something here over the last couple of weeks they've been playing very tough here Daniel Jones has a 308 yard game in this one moves the Giants to three and seven now second in the FC East the Eagles are three five and one still first in the East and when you look at this one um, Carson Wentz really struggled even though he didn't Turned over per se, but no touchdowns, three sacks. Was pressured most of the day. Only two o eight in the air, and a very disappointing game here from Travis Fulcum. Only one catch, eight yards. If you've been following here, he's probably one of the hottest receivers here in the NFL. Um, so very disappointing there. They didn't necessarily get it to their playmakers. On the other side of the ball, uh, Daniel Jones actually led the Giants in rushing, nine rushes, 64 yards, and a touchdown there. And Wayne Gallman Jr., he's been hot lately. He had two touchdowns on the ground, 18 rushes, and 53 yards. So the Giants continue to keep it rolling, and they are right there in the NFC East hunt. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Carolina Panthers here. And if you were following Tampa Bay last week, you had them in your fantasy football lineups like most of us did. Very disappointing. Only three points there against the Saints. In this particular game, they come out and drop 46 points on Carolina to win 46-23. to 23. They move to 7-3, second in the NFC South. Um, and this places the Carolina Panthers at 3-7 now as they are fourth in the NFC South. And when you look at this one, uh, Tom Brady definitely had one of his best games uh, here in a Tampa Bay uniform. 341 through the air, three touchdowns via air, and then also had a rushing touchdown as well. Ronald Jones uh, set a record there for the Buccaneers. He had about a hundred and some yard run there up the middle and uh, scored a touchdown there. Overall, he had 23 rushes, 192 yards, and a TD. Um, You look at Tom Brady's shiny toys. Uh, Chris Godwin had a great game. He was 6 of 6, 92 yards as far as his receiving mark went. Mike Evans, 6 receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown there. Antonio Brown, much better this week, 7 receptions and 69 yards for him. On the other side of this thing, Teddy Bridgewater started off 12 of 12 uh, before the Carolina Panthers actually faded. He had 2 touchdowns, 136 yards in the air, had to be carted off the field um looks like there's no structural damage for teddy bridgewater but he didn't get a chance to finish the game and uh, just a tough break here for the carolina panthers they'd actually been in this football game and then that's when the buccaneers pretty much took over here and so the story here around this game has to be the latest development of antonio brown and you know the allegations of him uh throwing a bike and then uh, destroying a security camera this is big news here because the car or excuse me the the tampa bay Buccaneers had just signed him and i think i just read an article here seeing just the blip of an article saying that this is kind of news to the nfl so that could lead to an additional suspension here and that would be tough for antonio brown i hope it doesn't happen but uh sadly there uh, there might uh, be some action here taken from the NFL. So keep note on that as uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers continue to roll here at 7 and three, second in the NFC South behind the New Orleans Saints. Next up, you have the Denver Broncos versus the Las Vegas Raiders here. In this game here, the Las Vegas Raiders essentially just ran all over the Broncos here. Um, 37 to 12 in this one, 6 and 3, surprisingly, for Las Vegas here. Second in the AFC West, heading into a big game against the Kansas City Chiefs here next week. Um, and Denver continues to fade here. Mainly they struggle with Drew Locke, 257, one touchdown, and four INTs here. Uh, the big story that I think about on the Denver side of this is that Denver had probably better start looking for a quarterback. I don't think they figured it out with Drew Luck. He has a ton of accuracy problems, multiple interceptions um, a game again. And then you look, it's disappointing because of the receiving staff that he has. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, Noah Fain. These guys can all play, and they are essentially being phased out of the game because of the tough quarterback play. So I think John Elway and company are probably going to have to start to aggressively look for a quarterback. On the other side of the ball, Derek Carr, only 154, no touchdowns, no INT. As I mentioned here earlier, the Raiders ran all over the denver broncos here is josh jacobs had 21 rushes 112 two touchdowns and his backup Devontae booker had two touchdowns as well and he had 16 rushes for 81 yards here so impressive as the raiders get it done here against the denver broncos next up how about this miami dolphins 29, the Los Angeles Chargers 21, as this is the third straight game that they win here behind touchdown Tua, as he is making things happen for them. No longer a question mark as to why he actually got the start over Fitzpatrick. 169 in the air, so not a whole bunch of yards down the air, or in the air, but Did have the two touchdowns and the big thing here is no INTs. He's staying mistake-free doing a terrific job there. And it looks like Miami might have found some gold here um, with Salvin Ahmed here with 21 rushes, 85 yards and a touchdown there. He is a teammate here of Mouse Gaskin, So... Um, I think that quietly here, Denver is, or it's not Denver, excuse me, the Dolphins are starting to put it together here, as they are now moving up to 6-3 and three second in the AFC East. As you look at a struggling Chargers team, 2-7 and seven in the AFC West. Justin Huber played okay, 187, two touchdowns, and an INT did have two sacks there. Um, the big thing here is they may have found a running back to kind of patch things up here until they get Austin Eckler back, and that's a uh, Kellen Balaj, who had 18 rushes for 68 yards and no touchdowns. He looked good there through the air. So, um, a good game here from Tua and the dolphins as they continue to keep it rolling as, um, Now that was probably the most unexpected win of the day. Next up here, uh, you knew it was going to be probably the highest scoring game of the week, and that was the Arizona Cardinals versus the Buffalo Bills here. Um, In this particular game, it came down to the final moments here where in dramatic fashion, um, Murray here, Kyler Murray throws a Hail Mary here basically, Um, Down to DeAndre Hopkins, who gets the game-winning score with a second left there. On the day, DeAndre Hopkins had seven receptions, 127, and a touchdown here. You look at Kyler Murray. Uh, 2.45 in the air, one touchdown, had an INT, three sacks here. But the big thing is they got Kenyon Drake back. Um, uh, many people thought Kenyon Drake was going to be out for multiple weeks after he had the ankle issues, was able to come back, had 16 rushes, 100 yards, did have one fumble they lost there. But um he played well in this backfield with Chase Edmonds having eight rushes for 56 yards as well. Kyler Murray had uh two touchdowns on the ground, um, 11 rushes for 61 yards. So he operates essentially as a running back as well. And so that kind of was the story here of this game. And you look on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen uh couldn't stay away from the turnover bug, had two INTs on the day, two eighty-four in the air, two touchdowns. And um you know, just looking at some of what his weapons did, Stefan Diggs had a pretty good game, 10 receptions, 93 yards there, and a touchdown, and Cole Beasley as well, 11 receptions, 109, and, and a touchdown for him. And so, you know, that was the story of the game here as the Bills kind of lose in dramatic fashion there on the last second here. They are now 7-3, first in the AFC East, and Arizona is 6-3 and as they are first in the NFC West, and next up here we look at our next game and that is going to be the Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams I had picked the Seahawks to win this football game I thought they were going to come back from a horrific week against the uh, Buffalo Bills but the Rams proved otherwise here uh, taking care of business 23-16 to 16, the key here being that they keep seattle to just 16 points here um that's an incredible feat here as you know russell wilson and that offense was on pace for record-setting numbers here they have slowed down dramatically over the last couple weeks 248 zero touchdowns and two ints here and six sacks is the key there as russell wilson was under duress all day long tyler lockett um had an okay day, five receptions for 66 yards. But the key here is that uh, DK Metcalf only two catches, 28 yards here. Um, so really, you look at the Rams, they played terrific up front. And they also played terrific on the back half of the defense. there, just taking care of business, shutting down passing lanes. Jared Goff had 302 in the air. Um, you look at Malcolm Brown, he had two touchdowns on the ground here. Um, So, you know, just quietly, the Rams just get it done in a multifaceted way here. Um, You know, just not one individual necessarily sticking out here for the Rams. They had three different running backs that played. Um, Josh Reynolds actually led them in receiving with eight receptions for 94 yards, um, which isn't typical. Usually it's Cooper Cobb or Robert Woods. So, I mean, that's just the kind of evening that the Rams had here. And quiet as it's kept. The Rams are getting it done. They're six and three, second in a tough NFC West. And now Seattle moves to third at six and three in the NFC West. This is quite an exciting division here uh, in the NFL. Let's take a look at our next game here. We have, um, it looks like it's going to be, yeah, the New Orleans Saints versus the San Francisco 49ers here. New Orleans takes care of business 27 to 13. The key point in this game is that Drew Brees actually was uh, taken out of the game due to a big hit. Found out later that he has broken ribs and a collapsed lung. He is going to miss time here. And I think today they have announced officially that that is going to set up Jameis Winston here. And Jameis Winston, he was the Buccaneers quarterback here. Led the league in yardage last year, but also led the league in interceptions here. Um, he's in a terrific spot to possibly resurrect his career, much like Teddy Bridgewater here. Um he has a lot of different weapons here when you look at what he had here with um alvin kamara who had a terrific day seven receptions 83 yards and a touchdown there um, he also had two touchdowns on the ground and eight rushes for 15 yards there um, pair that with latavius murray who had nine rushes for 57 yards and you have Tayshon hill um, he had eight rushes for 45 yards you look at winston he has the options to throw to emmanuel sanders Michael Thompson, um, Deontay Harris, Taekwon Smith. So he has terrific receivers here on the outside and you look at the saints team they're actually rolling at seven and two and they are top of the nfc south so this is going to be a critical stretch here if he can hold this team together i think he's definitely going to find himself in a starting position here next season um, you look on the flip side of this thing the 49ers now four and six they fall um, again to fourth in the nfc west they're really struggling here nick mullins 247 two ints and the touchdown here The bright spot was probably Brandon Ayuk, who had seven receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown here. The rookie is pretty much balled out. You look at their um, undrafted rookie, Jermichael Hasty, who broke his collarbone in this one. So another injury yet again for the 49ers here. So that really was the story out of this one as we move on to our next football game. The next game up was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think a lot of people anticipated that the Pittsburgh Steelers would win this game in a landslide, and they did, moving to an impressive 9 0 um you look at the Bengals; they really struggled probably one of the toughest games for joe burrow in his career um he was lucky to probably escape with just four sacks and the critical thing is he didn't turn the ball over um so even though they lost i think it's a bit of a moral victory when you look at what joe burrow was able to do 213 and a touchdown there uh the big story here is what t higgins was able to do seven receptions 115 and a touchdown for him um that's pretty huge there. And then as far as the Steelers and what they were able to do, you look at Juju Smith-Schuster, now a reception, 77 yards, a touchdown there. Deontay Johnson, six receptions, 116 and a touchdown for him. Um, And then you look at Chase Claypool. Um, He actually had a pretty good day as well. Four receptions, 56 yards and two touchdowns for him. Um, You know, he's one of the rookies here that have been talked about in this class that have actually had a terrific actually season here and an interesting football season because there has been no training camp so the Steelers move to 9 and 0 first in the AFC North and then you look at Cincinnati 2-6 and 1 fourth in the AFC North but they are an exciting football team to watch next up you have the uh Baltimore Ravens versus the New England Patriots here in the upset the New England Patriots pull off here uh, the win, 23-17 to in a rainy Foxborough game. Um, in this one, I, I think the story here is that when you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at the Ravens, I think a lot of the NFL now has kind of caught up to what they're doing as far as the scheme. Um, 249 and two touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. Um, he did have 11 rushes for 55 yards. But for the most part, I think defenses have kind of figured out exactly what the Ravens want to do and I think it's been difficult for the Ravens this year and that's why they haven't been as explosive as the year prior you look at Cam Newton comes back he has two okay games he had only 118 yards in the air and a touchdown Um, he did also get a touchdown on the ground as well but what was critical for the Patriots in this particular game is Damon Harris 22 rushes for 121 no touchdowns but he did pace the Patriots on the ground as they moved to 4-5, 3rd in the AFC East. And the Baltimore Ravens 6 and three um, second in the AFC North. Uh, the critical thing here for the Patriots is they still have a chance to kind of right the ship here as they can move to 500 next week. And our final game of the week here was Monday night's game, uh, which took place yesterday. The Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears, who have slid now four straight losses here. Um Nick Foles was carted out of the game here with so many seconds left, found out that he did escape a major injury. So that's pretty good there. But um, he was pretty terrible. Uh, 106, a touch, no touchdown, and uh, a pick as well. So couldn't really get anything going. You look on the flip side of that, Kirk Cousins, 292, two touchdowns and an INT. Delvin Cooks had a decent game, 30 rushes, 96 yards, no touchdowns. Um, he's been absolute terror here the last couple weeks having over 200 yards plus and Justin Jefferson the rookie wide receiver eight receptions 135 no spikes but uh, still impressive numbers here so uh, Minnesota takes care of business they're four and five in the NFC North still have a chance and you look at the Chicago Bears who are five and five that is four straight losses they're still second in the NFC North so for Real Talk Sports, I'm Rico. I just want to thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank all our sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show and thank our fans who have actually driven um, some content suggestions to our show. So we'll be back with our next show. Um, I think we're going to get into a little bit more of the NBA stuff coming up. I'm very excited for that. We have the NBA draft coming up tomorrow. We also have some big trades that have taken place in the NBA. That I definitely want to talk about that. I for sure want to talk about uh, the mess that is going on with the Houston Rockets. Um, Now you have James Harden wanting to get out and Russell Westbrook and the latest demands into that. So, so much to talk about here in our upcoming show. And then we also, too, have a show where we will be continuing Um, talking about the fantasy football pickups that you would need to have here moving into your now playoff stretch here for week 11. So exciting content coming up. So stay posted for that. And like I said, this is Real Talk Sports with Rico. We'll be back with another show.